It's the hottest song in the physical world. Hey everybody, welcome to the physical world. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day or night so far, wherever you're at. I'm Luke. I'm JJ. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, We just, it's just past midnight here on the East Coast in the United States, and Already Dead by Juice has dropped. So, what did you think about it, man? It's so good. It's, the lyrics, very, very sad. Yeah. Dude, it was, uh, it, it's a heavier song. It is, but it does that typical juice vibe where the lyrics are very, very deep, but the beat is super upbeat. It makes you just want to, like, bob your head. Yeah, dude, the, the beat in that song is crazy. Um, man, I, like, most people had heard a leaked version of some over the last couple of years, even before Juice passed. So, like, just knowing that that song existed for so long. And then it finally coming out where, like, you know, every level of fan and every fan can hear it and the public can hear that song and hear more about, like, just more of that side of Juice. I think it's just, it's a great thing. And they did a great job with it. The beat is badass. Like I feel it. It's like what they did with Wishing Well, yeah. where they just have that beat, a good ass beat, just end with every chord. Like his his, and that was credit to Juice too. It was he would be like interwoven lyrically into the beat, and it can it shows with high quality production as well. Yeah, I think that beat was by Nick Mira. So, I mean. With Nick, you come to expect some good shit. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a solid he's a really damn good uh, DJ and producer. See, what's the craziest part about that whole thing to me is when people were starting to really talk about it, like as far as like the leak community. Yeah, Baby and Nick wanted to drop it but they couldn't find it. Hmm. And then I guess they dug it up somewhere, found what studio they recorded it at or whatever. Found it. It got leaked and then they released it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just the, the crispness and just how clean it sounds. That's the only difference between the league version. No, like, different lyrics or anything. Yeah. But, dude, it, 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 it sounded great. I know a lot of people are going to touch on and probably have a line resonate with him when he said, I'm, I'm staying alive for the fans or I'm only staying alive for the fans or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, that was a pretty that was a pretty heavy lyric. Yeah, he he says that type of stuff a lot. Cause I don't remember what song it was in, but he said something about 
fans are like essentially the only reason I'm still here because I have a job to lead them out or something. Yeah, that was an empty, I believe. I believe so. Or it might have been another different song, actually. I think it was on... Well, Legend of Yeah. I just can't remember the exact song. Damn, yeah. They intentionally did shit to make you sad as hell. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That already did is gonna end up early prediction, but it's gonna end up probably top of the charts. Oh, yeah. First release from Juice and a, a year and a half. Really? Yeah, yeah roughly, because I think Legends Never Die came out like March of last year. I guess. Did he not have no? Oh, I was going to say, did he have any songs released? Bad Boy is the only I can think of. Bad Boy. Besides features, like... Uh, yeah, he had a few features. Damn. But, oh, dude, that song where you were talking about he has a job to lead them out, it was, that was in Bad Energy. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why I said Empty, but... <laughs> I just was thinking about Empty for some reason, because I felt like Empty had a similar... Not a similar beat or tone or anything, but just was a, a heavy song. That's some you know people could look at when like Juice sort of like telling his story, but then already dead like the way he actually was feeling is just like damn. Yeah, yeah. See, it's empty was probably overall like the deepest song he had released. Yeah, and already dead to me is even deeper. Because he's talking about essentially his demons telling him everybody wants him dead. And then he's like, well, this sucks for you because, bitch, I'm already dead. <laughs> yeah. And I am glad more people are kind of going to get to see that. It sounds weird, but I'm glad people are going to get to see that side of Juice because that's when he made, like, his best music. Dude, that, the documentary will help out with that, too. People, I'm yeah. sure, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even, haven't really looked that much into who even created the documentary. Didn't he have, like, half a year, year of footage? Yeah, I think the person who filmed majority of it was Chris Long, the same dude that did, like, filmed all the freestyles and stuff, just, like, in the studio. Oh, just, okay, so clips and stuff that he filmed. I think so, but I think it was intended, like, they were going to have a documentary regardless of him, whether Juice passed or not. So he was filming for that, and, like, Juice had told him to record everything. 
well. So supposedly that documentary is going to be fucking rough. See, like that, that'll probably, you know, give a lot of people, because, you know, Juice Ford only had, I say only, even though it's a lot, was, you know, roughly a million subscribers on YouTube, you know, right, right around maybe not quite two million on Spotify, like a solid following of great fans, but not nowhere near the, I mean, unfortunately, the popularity now, like he didn't get to see that. Uh, he's a very, he's got a lot more, quote unquote, you know, fans and stuff and listeners of his his work now. Um, so, for, but for a lot of them, they've only heard and only know the side through music and through like popular media, you know, interviews and articles and stuff. So to be able to see a more personalized side of him, I think is going to be a really good thing for for most of those those people and and every every fan that's already was a fan and already knew some of that shit yeah i'm super excited for it i know it's gonna probably be a rough watch yeah it'll probably be sad man i mean it'd definitely be sad because it wasn't unfortunately it wasn't a happy ending Juice World life. Yeah, I'm worried about how that shit's going to end. We also got the album that's the soundtrack for that documentary coming out on the 10th of December. Yeah. Uh, that album's called Fighting Demons. Yeah. So that's, I think that's an interesting title of an album when you have a song called that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not mad at it, but it's kind of weird that there's already a song named it. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it should be a dope ass album. I'm assuming it's with that title and the first leading single off of it being what it is, probably going to be a lot of some of Juice's more uh, deeper songs when he was going through some, some, uh, some struggles that he was going through. A lot of the struggles he was going through, I should say. Yeah, more than likely, because, I mean, we're already catching a certain vibe off the first single. And, you know, Look, a lot of Juice's music was sad and did have a sad undertone. And, but he had a way of just being able to tell you and convey you his message. And you knew it was just sad. And a lot of the stuff he was talking about, like, long gone, you know, empty, obviously, like, uh, you know, uh, fighting demons, wishing well, obviously, conversations, bad energy, so many songs. But it and up up in a way, but it had such a happy beat and a uh, just a conveying sound and rhythm to it. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing that happened with this song that just came out. And honestly, I think part of that was him, like he didn't want to. He wanted to 
get what he was saying across, but he didn't want to drive his fans into some pit of depression. Yeah. So he was like, let's make the beat a vibe. Let me, like, pour my heart out on this shit. Yeah. Dude, he was the goat he made. He was the, the, the best to ever be able to, you know, be as melodic and be as just honest. The word I used earlier, interwoven into the beat. Like, he became each beat he heard, like, so quick, so effortless. And yeah, it's just, wow. That already dead is a testament to that for sure. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because one of the freestyles that Chris Long filmed that came out, I think, like a month ago or something. Mm-hmm. It was him, like, freestyling, but he found one chorus that he loved. And he kept repeating that, trying to figure out where to go next. He finally got through, like, a whole song, and then he was recording the whole thing on a voice memo on his phone. And he went back, listened to it, and then went to actually record it, record it. Damn. And that's what I'm hoping to see more of in that documentary, too, is his creative process. Yeah. The first hand look at thing, it. Yeah. Because that's one thing I would have loved to... I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the studio while Juice was recording. Just seeing, you know, what, like you said, like what his process was to be able to make so much music. So, you know, just quickly, effortlessly, you know, you hear guys like Benny Blanco and uh, and people like that, even like Marshmallow and shit, saying, you know, they went in there and he would record a couple versions of it and say, pick which one you like the best, just and then go just be chilling as, and then go do whatever. Like they said, they were riding dirt bikes and come back and record more like right after it. It wasn't like an all day preparation, like getting this perfect little recording yet. The songs sound damn near perfect. Yep. It's crazy. Cause I mean, even like some of the people, the, as far as the rap community, you would consider like goats, Eminem, J. Cole, stuff like that, we're all like praising him because J. Cole was in the studio with him saying essentially the same thing. Yeah. And because he would freestyle most every one of his songs, it's insane. Yeah. And he just had that such a natural talent for that. He could crank out a song in three, four minutes. Say, all right, play the beat again, give you another one. Well, pick one. All right, on to the next beat. Let's make another couple hits. 
Yeah. Dude, he was insane. I think that album's going to do good. I think the documentary will do good. Uh, you know, early on the show, or not the show, to start out the show, guys, I said it's the hottest song in the world. And that hopefully is going to happen. I think this is going to blow up be the hottest song in the world. I do, too. I think with it having been a minute, and with especially in the weak community, this song being so awaited. Wanted, yeah. There's so much hype around it. Now, I wish the label itself would have done a little bit more hyping this shit up. Yeah. But it's going to get a lot of streams. It's going to do great. And hopefully then people will be coming here and listening to us talk about it. We're here for you guys. We got you covered. Anything Juice World related. But I right, we need to talk to our people here. We haven't been on here in a minute. We haven't. We got some uh, episodes coming, guys. Just... uh we're all, we'll continue to just grow together. We got some good content coming. Well, I'm glad, glad to be back here talking to you guys about Juice World. You know, hopefully you guys have listened to it. Hope you guys will. If not, maybe you just enjoy listening to us talk about shit. That's cool. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I feel like talking about Juice World is the only right way for us to come back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, we got, you know, we saw, I saw we was ready for the release this starting on Friday, but I, I mean, honestly, we knew we was going to do this podcast regardless, but I was very, like, when I was listening to that song, man, I was fucking hypnotized or something. I was sitting there just crazy as hell. Just in the zone. I mean, I was bobbing my head. I was moving with it. This song is very, very captivating. It is. It sounds so good. The production was insane. As most all his stuff is. Everything, actually. I mean, he's had a couple different producers that he's worked with. Anything Juice is on is going to sound good. But Yeah. This is the Nick Mira produced song, right? Yeah. Him, him, Nick and Juice worked so good together. He was the one who produced uh, Loose Dreams, I think. Yeah, most all of uh, his first two albums, for sure. Because that was kind of... I mean, Nick was in, I think, with Lyrical Lemonade at that time. But if it wasn't for Juice, Nick would have never blown up men been as big as he is yeah, now they both probably same with juice contributed tribute yeah 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 they both they contributed both. to each other's rise to fame they did er, nick was in with internet money oh. lyrical limited lyrical limited cole bennett <laughs> yeah no juice worked with cole bennett too that's also what helped 
Lucid Dreams and Augur the same pop off. Yep. Everybody's like, wait, who the fuck is this Juice World kid? He must be good if he's on Lyrical Lemonade. Everybody's like, oh shit. <laughs> Alright, he had a dope name too, though. Like, someone saw that, like, Juice World is like, hey, I mean, that just fucking flows. It does. Juice World. It sounds good, easy to say, kind of like, just like unique and or odd enough for you to be like, Juice World, what? What the fuck? Yeah. The, you know, all the letters in the world's capitalized, so it's like, okay. Uh, I thought it was kind of a genius name. Oh, yeah. And once you know the damn inspiration behind it, it's crazy, because... Yeah. He got it from Tupac in the movie Juice. And he was juice the kid, and he was like, "This doesn't work. It doesn't flow very well." <laughs> he was like, "You know what? Juice world. I don't know why, but juice world." <laughs> God. December. Early the first half of December is gonna be a damn roller coaster. What do you mean? Because the second is Juice's birthday. The eighth is the two year anniversary since he died. Tenth is the album, and the sixteenth is the documentary. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna release the album almost a week before the documentary. That's the way it's looking. Because they released, assuming they actually go through with it, they released another trailer like they did for The Party Never Ends. Yeah. Now, I saw that. You gotta hope they actually go through with it. Because last time, obviously, with The Party Never Ends, they didn't go through with it. So it might not come out till the documentary. Dude, hopefully they'll do it. Dude, like rap, like the week before would be like perfect. Everyone, time to be like listening to it and stuff. Have all the songs, like, you know, just be loving the album. And then a documentary comes out. It's going to feature most of all the songs in it. Yeah, because then at least it lets you vibe a little bit during the documentary. You can be singing along and then some shit that happens and you're like damn man yeah and it's a part of a package deal right the documentary like it's not like a the other ones aren't like juice world made documentaries obviously but there's like a a number of documentaries through HBO what is it HBO go no fucking no what is it? HBO I think it's HBO in general, so we'll go to, like, all platforms for HBO. Okay. So, like, through HBO, there's, like, a documentary series, though. With, like, different documentaries uh, are going to be released near each other in succession. 
Yeah, I think it's like between a week and two weeks between each. Uh, like one, I think, already released. Yeah, I think I think there was one that already released. I don't know who it was about. But I know there's one on DMX, too. See, they got that one made quick. They yeah. must have had some, you know, some footage from some something that they were recording earlier to be able to add. Because when, when did he die? Earlier this year, right? Yeah, I think so. See, I, I mean, I, I liked some DMX music. I wasn't the hugest fan. But, I mean... I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't... I don't know if I've ever heard a song by the man. Damn, he died this April. I know you. You've heard X going to give it to you. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's about it, though. <laughs> he was, you know, a really popular rapper in the 90s and stuff. Yeah, see, that type of sound, I don't know why. It's just never really been my personal, like, vibe. Oh, I got you. Do you like uh, Tupac or Biggie better? Probably Biggie, personally. See, I, I, I like Biggie better, better as well. Um, obviously never got to listen to either of them in their, while they were alive, but... Uh, sadly. Yeah, sadly. But I, I, going back, being able to... Fortunately, with the way music is, go back in and listen to a lot of Biggie stuff, dude. Biggie was, Biggie was amazing. Oh yeah, like his melodies and some pockets he could hop into here and there, and 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 little like little things he did in his and some of his verses and, and the production was nice too. Like I mean, he he had some great albums, and he would he was singing. He was rapping and singing and, and portraying a very sad message as well in a lot of his songs. I mean, God. Yeah. But, like, I, what I, what's the great thing about, like, Juice and his, and, like, Biggie and some of these people is it's not just, like, sad for the sake of being sad. It's sad for the sake of the truth that's behind that sadness. Yeah. And that is beyond respectable. It's relatable and, and and everything. So, I mean, just masters at their craft. And obviously, Tupac's amazing. Um, it, I personally know a lot more of Biggie stuff than Tupac, so uh, I think yeah. what I have heard by him is excellent. I see why people would consider him the GOAT. I understand all that. But my personal goat, because of the time I grew up, like you, is Juice World. Um, yeah. See, that's the thing. All your like greatest of all depend on who you grew up with. Same thing as basketball. You know, there are people that say Bill Russell. They grew up watching Bill Russell, and he won eleven fucking championships. They say Bill Russell is the goat, and there are other people that are like, what? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and there's a fucking huge amount of people that's like what 
Michael Jordan. And then there's a newer generation that say LeBron, a very small generation or small group that for they've said Kobe. Yeah. He does have some. To me, they're all greats. But you can only have one goat. Yeah. Look, from this is my perspective on that, is I've only been able, to, I mean, I've been able to watch Kobe, I was able to watch him, every, you know, everyone since we've been alive. So I wasn't really able to watch Jordan. And so I've always said LeBron's the GOAT. But, and LeBron is, in my opinion, the best basketball player I've ever seen. But, I mean, Michael Jordan was probably the GOAT. Like, if I if I could have watched him, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it a lot better. You can watch replays, and you can watch The Last Dance, and you can watch, you know, old game film and stuff. But it's nothing like experiencing it live, you know. No. So... I can see why people say Michael Jordan was a goat. He definitely seemed to have the goat winning mentality for basketball. Yeah. Way better than anyone. Like, I don't think anyone had that Jordan mentality. Kobe was, I guess, close with his, you know, Palma mentality and yeah. what he was able to do with Los Angeles. But he needed a a shack, you know? Yeah. People would say, well, Jordan had to have Scottie Pippen. Jordan did not do it all by himself, by no means. But he was, he did have the mentality that impacted every single person on the team. See, yeah, even if he wasn't the one making the plays, he was the one that influenced everybody else's mindset to want to make the plays that they were making. Yep. And he made every single person around him better. I'd argue LeBron does that in a, a purely basketball skill standpoint, he makes everyone around him better by the way that he is, has the ability to play and his, he's so probably the smartest basketball player, one of the smartest. Um, but he, he didn't have that, just that will to win at no, at any cost that Jordan had. Jordan didn't give a fuck, man. He was going to win the game. Jordan had that damn, flu game which everybody talks about and like you kind of have no choice to but to yeah because that man went out there played fucking insane with like a 100 degree fever yeah dude he's I mean he's Michael Jordan man he said went on a fucking three peat Three and zero. His dad died. He retired. Took like a year and a half, pretty much two years off. Came back to the game. Went another fucking three p. Yeah. And retired again. <laughs> then he came back for like a couple of seasons to play with the damn Wizards, but no one really talks about that. Even though he had some decent games with the Wizards, he dropped like fifty a couple of times with them. As an yeah. old, older guy, but what he did for that period of time with the Bulls going 3-0, and two years off 3-0, and was just, I mean, that's, that probably cements him. He had the greatest prime of any basketball player. 
like Kareem's got the most points, obviously, in NBA history. LeBron's got all the stats you could imagine, and likely by the time he retires, we'll have all the stats, all the category, you know, rankings. But in terms of a like eight to ten year prime of who played like basketball at like the highest level and won and you know won at the highest level, it was Michael Jordan and the Bulls in that time era. Yeah. Just unfucking stoppable. Like there was no way he was gonna beat them in a seven game series. No. Is hell even Scotty because he was around Jordan, he played through a bad back injury. Yeah, but dude, have you seen all that shit about between Scotty and Michael now? I'm not. So I don't know like everything about it, but I, it's been all over ESPN and shit. Where the, uh, apparently like Scotty had like a book come out and stuff, but he's talking about like how Jordan made the last dance for himself, and, and like Jordan was like selfish. He wouldn't have been nothing without Scotty. He was feeling Scotty was saying about himself. He was also saying like he feels like he's underappreciated, undervalued. I'm like, bro, you're a Hall of Famer. Like you were regarded as the, you know, a key aspect to all these championships. So I don't really get that part of it. And then said that he never, he admitted like somehow that he never told Jordan, like sent Jordan any condolences about his father, even when they played together the next three years and still had to this day and like made that public knowledge in the book or something. I was like, why the fuck did you say that, man? Just don't say that shit. Like just say you forgot. Like, I don't know. That just makes him, that makes him look shitty. He, like, made himself look shitty. But it's weird. Like, why all these years later just try to, like... Praise hell. Yeah, just, like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, what's he doing? Like, what's the goal there to what make people, like, do what? Like, say, I'm sorry, you deserve more credit? Or, okay, Michael's an asshole? Like, I mean, what? Like, it's not going to take away from... This man being the goat, <laughs> like probably half the fucking people who watched Jordan when he was playing about damn dead by now. Like fifty, you know, fifty year old, sixty year old men back then that was watching that, or you know, women that generation that watched him and probably fell in love with him has died out. Or the ones that did watch him in that time are getting older. Yeah. Like whose opinion is he gonna change? I don't know. I guess, I don't know. The people who are already riding with him are riding with him. Yeah, exactly. And, like, anyone who's a basketball, who has a lot of, like, basketball knowledge or a basketball, you know, enthusiast or something would be able to look and be like, damn, you know, Scottie Pippen during that, when they was going on them win streaks, he might have been, he was top five, maybe second best player in the league. Like, that's not being disrespected to be one of the top, couple basketball players in the world. No. It's just, you're on the team with Michael Jordan. You're not going to be the number one guy people talk about. I mean, for fuck's sake, Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, see, that's the thing. Juice World is the Michael Jordan of music. 
He is. He, to me, made such an impact where nobody's for a while if ever gonna be able to make the impact he had on just like music in general and his fan base yeah that's pretty well said I mean he was um he also, you know, that that part, like, for sure true. Like, just, like, a different perspective, just, like, the way he, per, like, made his music, like, you know, from a talent perspective, like, what do you think? I think he's he's got a run of, and a catalog of music to pick from, like, you know what I mean? Fortunately, he made so much, he's got a huge catalog, and did so many different like styles and showed so many different, you know, ranges of, of music he could make. Like that almost puts him at a span where it's like, damn, he was the most talented. If they're not, if someone wouldn't say maybe greatest of all time, at least the most talented, right? Yeah. You, I feel like there's no way you could go against that. Because whether or not people like his music or like his, you know, maybe his lyrics, maybe just, just genuinely don't like his music or whatever. Like, if if, the, if they appreciate all music and types of music, they would at least be able to acknowledge that for, like, rap and, and, and I guess, hip-hop in a way, even though he was kind of, he was pretty much his own genre. Just for, like, music in general, he's a, a goat, a legend, for sure. Yeah, because... I mean, you can sit there and watch them in freestyle, and there ain't nobody that I've seen that can do that shit like he did. No. And that's just pure, like, rapping talent. Yeah. That's what he did with every song he made, pretty much. And he's got a pretty good catalog already out there and he still has thousands of songs that are yet to be released. Yeah. So, I don't think there can be much argument when you really, really dive into it about him being the most talented. You may not like his music. That is what it is. But just pure talent I don't know of anyone that's beating him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, guys, you heard it here. He's the GOAT. His new song is out, Already Dead. And if you've listened to this and you aren't going to listen to it, what the hell? Go listen to Already Dead. Go run it up. (laughs) Like, uh... I'm just messing. Most everyone probably already would have. Hopefully you guys enjoyed Already Dead like we did. Hopefully you guys are, if you're Juice Ford fans, or you're hyped for this, you know, this upcoming album, documentary. Uh, just a dope time. Uh, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this talk that we had. What do you think, man? Uh, we, we appreciate all y'all. 
we are getting back into a more normal schedule very, very soon. We appreciate the patience. We got a lot of good content coming. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming, guys. We're excited to to get it created and get it out there for you guys. And, and let's keep growing. Uh, let's keep growing together. Uh, you guys, you know, please go follow the Twitter if you haven't already. Engage, engage with us over there. Uh, tell your friends. Share. You know, let's, let's grow this community. Uh, our guy, guy or gal, or they or they in Belgium. You are wonderful. You're dope. Thank you. And everyone else scattered across the Midwest, all you fucks in Kansas and <laughs> everywhere like that. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> you guys are wonderful. Um, everywhere all around the world, we're, we're happy to be global. And... Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you. We will see you guys next time.